Shape of a Warrior by Peggy Carr. Our story continues from page four. Yurobi's world was bounded by the seashore and an expanse of blue ocean to the east, the river, and folds of densely forested hills to the west, a steep drop into a valley to the south, and a hillside plot to the north, where the women grew corn, cassava, sweet potatoes, and yams in the shadow of a tall mountain. In the hilltop village, she had the run of a wide yard half-ringed by round grass huts. A little distance away, on the open side of the half-circle, stood the four-cornered tabui that was out of bounds for her. That was where the men and the boys lived, slept, and talked in secret about things they didn't want girls to hear. Yurubi was not even allowed to go near the wide platform on which the tabui stood, except if there was a celebration or some other kind of gathering for the whole village. She also knew, without being told, to stay away from the tightly woven hut far out on the edge of the village where the shaman lived. Within those boundaries, Yurubi had a huge playground stretching from the black sand beach way below up the hill to the village and down the other side to the river. And all over it, there was magic. For a long time, Yurubi had thought that everyone could see and hear the magic. Look, Ma, she'd say, pointing at the ocean as it breathed white foam like a huge, restless, blue-green animal. Yes, child, it's rough out there today. It's this wind. Ma would tug Yurubi away from the cliffside and back to the ajupa. Looking over her shoulder as she trailed after Ma, Yurubi could see herself riding the heavy back of the ocean to those lands the men often talked about with such excitement. Even when Yurubi was sitting under the ajupa, stacking bowls or eating cassava bread, she could find magic. On the far side of the village, the forest was busy all day, trying on shade after shade of green with jewelry of yellow, purple, brown and red. After sundown, the forest would complain raucously if it had to settle for only black. When Yurubi was at the river, it would giggle with her about gossip it had heard in the forests, mountains and valleys. Sometimes, when Ma was there doing the washing, Yurubi would lie flat on her back in the shallows, listening to the whispers of the river and watching flocks of parrots smudging the white clouds with their brilliant green, yellow and blue feathers. Whether the river was laughing, whispering or roaring, Yurubi loved its voice. Like her, all the creatures on the island were drawn to it, Sharp-nosed agoutis, long green iguanas, shy manicus, blunt-nosed pigs, and even snakes came to chat with the river. Now, as Yurubi sped down the path, her hair flying behind her, she could hear the river singing along to the cawing of birds and the swish of the breeze through the trees on its banks. Yurubi ran to the tall sloping rock on the riverbank and edged around the bushes to its sheer side. 
Standing on tiptoe, she felt for the crevice behind a clump of rock ferns. Her heart tripped as her fingers closed over the playboat she'd hidden there. She splashed into the river and set the boat gently on the water. She bit her lip as the boat rocked wildly on the current, but it soon steadied and began to float downstream. Yerubi waded in the shallows alongside the tiny craft, laughing as it picked up speed and began bouncing on a slightly stronger current. After a while, she grabbed the boat and filled it with a handful of gravel from the riverbed. When she released the little boat again, it was sitting lower in the water and was listing somewhat, but was still floating well. Yerubi chuckled. She stirred the water under the boat with one hand, creating some ripples. It rocked from side to side, but rode easily on the little waves. Using both hands now, Yerubi churned up the water, laughing in delight as the boat spun about and rocked crazily on the rough waves. Suddenly, it keeled over, tipping the stones into the water. Yerubi lurched forward and grabbed the boat before the current could carry it away. She waded into a small pool where she and the other children usually bathed. Humming under her breath, she floated the boat gently, careful not to let it drift too far. The water was shallow and placid here, but it became deep and swift further out. She would lose her boat if it got caught on a faster current. It was almost time to go, but she stood still for a moment giggling at the tickle of fine riverbed gravel between her toes, the trickle of water from her bangs onto her eyelashes and nose, the tug of the river on the ends of her hair. On the bank, the bamboo fronds and reeds leaned over to whisper something to the river, but reared back as the wind rattled the seed bushes behind them. Yerubi waded to the bank and turned for one last look at the river. It was tossing up a laughing white spray as it splashed over smooth stones and rough rocks, playing with fingers of sunlight, stealing the dark green of the overhanging trees as it sneaked around the bend. With a grin, Yerubi turned toward the big rock to hide her little boat again. Out of the corner of her eye, she caught a slight movement in the trees above the opposite bank. She stood still, waiting to see if it was an agouti coming down to the water to drink. They usually scampered away from the river at the slightest sound or movement. Squatting slowly, Yerubi kept her eyes on the spot in the heavily shaded clump of trees where she had caught the movement. If it was one of those mean black pigs that roamed the forest, she wouldn't want to face it alone even across the river. There it was again more like a shifting shadow, but now Yerubi could see the glint of what looked like a pair of eyes. The droplets of water on her back suddenly felt cold. If those were eyes, the creature in the forest was way bigger than anything Yerubi had ever seen. She should run home now as fast as she could, but she stayed crouched there, heart pounding waiting to see what would come out of the trees. She strained her ears for any strange sounds, but all she could hear was the rush of the river and the call of birds. 
the shadow shifted again and the eyes disappeared. But now, something round and black was edging into view from behind one of the big trees. Yurubi could not move even if she wanted to. The dark shape slowly grew bigger. Yurubi's eyes stretched wide. The movement stopped. Yurubi leaned forward on her haunches, her body trembling. Her mouth fell open, staring back at her from the shadow of the tree was the face of a child. <laughs>